hope everyone enjoyed that live cut of Getting High by the Lonely Ones recorded at Cheers Pub on May 27th. A great way to kick off this episode. Before I bring on my guest, let's hear a quick word from my friend Nolan. And every podcast I love is dead. Do you love music? Music news and guest interviews with artists from all around the world across many different genres? My name's Nolan, and I love music. In fact, I love music so much I created a podcast entirely dedicated to it called Every Podcast I Love is Dead. Every week is a brand new episode where I interview musicians, artists, podcasters, radio hosts, and so much more. New episodes are available every Thursday on all your favorite podcast streaming platforms, and you can check us out on social media and at everypodcastiloveisdead.com. Hope you can join me. Hello, everyone. I am Matthew Thomas. This is Super Cool Radio coming at you from Cheers Pub in South Bend, Indiana, where we just got Rickrolled before this interview even started. We did. My guest this time, he is the guitarist for The Lonely Ones. Please welcome Jimmy. <laughs> Never gonna give you up. Uh, <laughs> do you see the video? Do you see the video of fucking uh, Rick Astley doing the, the uh, like coming up and doing an acoustic version of that? No, like I have Irish pub in. I think it was Philly, might have been a Philadelphian pub in Ireland. But I don't remember. Um, but yeah, he he came up and like it was the coolest. It was looked like a punk show, just in his little nook. It was so awesome. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. That's hey, that's all right. It's your, it's your interview. You can feel free to interrupt me. I'm just the host. So before uh, we really like talk about it, the biggest thing we have to talk about. There's a lot of talk going out about Boba Flex. Are you at liberty to say anything that's oh, going man, the, on? The people are talking, bro. The people are talking. I know. I heard word on the street. Uh, yeah. Uh, what would you like to know more specifically? Well, what do you got? Reunion shows. We got some music coming out. What do you want to know? Well, okay. That was some good places to start. Uh, so I did see you guys are playing a music festival, which also will include the Lonely Ones. Yeah. How is that going to work? Uh, well, we, uh, we're playing two separate days. Um, just it'll be a Saturday, uh, the lonely one Sunday, Boba Flex. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, you know, we're just going to have, there's a couple different people, you know, not in the two bands, but we're all just going to be hanging out as a, you know, a big happy family. And, uh, true goes on stage one day and Jake and Sean go on stage the next day. And me and Tommy and Marty just sweat our asses off and work two in a row. So what can people expect from seeing Boba Flex now that, you know, obviously we're familiar with the Lonely Ones, people were familiar with Boba Flex, but now after a little bit of gap, uh, what can people expect? I think that, I think that it's going to highlight the differences between the two bands. Um, you know, maybe this is my ego uh, complaining into the universe, but I feel like that doesn't get talked about enough as how, like, we did a pretty good job of staying in, in the rock genre, making it pretty delineated. It, it doesn't really sound like the same band. Um, so I think that, you know, maybe seeing the two bands back to back like that will give people a little more of, you know, a, a front and center kind of view of what we've worked on to keep the two things separate. Right. I, I do. I do like that. I do like that you guys are, you know, doing the reunion show. What is, do you prepare differently? You're going to pre prepare differently for a Boba Fuck set compared to a Lonely One set? Well, um, Two things, yeah. I, um, I'll be playing guitar, you know, for the Lonely Ones and bass for Boba Flex. So there's that. I gotta, I had to 
that sound check today, I had to rebuild my bass ring really? just to make sure that it was all good for the show coming up um, with Boba Flex. And other than that, like we're we've actually been a lot more lax on the rehearsals for Boba Flex because we, you know, we set a bunch of time uh, aside, you know, ahead of everything, and went in and day one we hadn't lost a step at all because we just played those songs yeah. so many times that we played and was like, oh, well, that was about 95% of the way there. So we could probably chill a little bit and not panic and rehearse every day for the next month. Uh, so the so, muscle memory is still there. Yeah, yeah. It turns out if you do something 700 times in a row, you're pretty good at it. <laughs> you're, you're, it's smooth sailing after yeah. 701. Yeah, yeah seven, you try to come in at 650. That's how I know you're green. <laughs> Pump. That's right. For sure. Get to 701, then we'll talk, 701. buddy. 701. I'm only like 240 so for interviews, so I got a little bit of a ways to go. Yeah. You, you'll get there, though. 240, that's, that's a lot of interviews. It, it is a lot. Yeah. That, that's in the span of about uh, about two two and a half years. So, Are you at liberty to tell me what the either the best or the worst one was? Uh, let's see. I would say, I would say the best was... Um, See, okay, I like all the interviews. I want to say that first. I liked all my interviews. The best one, I would say, was uh, Pete Evick uh, of yeah. Brett Michaels' yeah. uh, band. Yeah, love he, Pete. It was a lot of fun. Uh, plus, like, um, he really liked that I was from Indiana because he's okay. a huge yeah. uh, John Mellencamp fan. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. we kind of connected all, like, just right away. So I would say that, and I almost made him miss another interview. We talked so much. <laughs> He's a talkative dude. We, we had a, a string of shows we did with them over the course of about a year. Really? And everybody in that band, including Brett Michaels, are phenomenal people. But I think we all kind of, somehow Pete gravitated to us. We were, he was like hanging out in our bus till five in the morning, not wanting to go back, hanging out with us. We were, I'm tired, man. I got to go to bed. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, he, he was great to uh, chat with. And uh, he has his own candle company. And the cool thing about that, yeah. he gets his, uh, the wax he needs from indiana so oh so i think that's why he really liked wax me. capital of the world that's right mm -hmm. you heard it here first folks <laughs> that's right we're not just the crossroads of america no no so much more oh yeah we have wax too crossroads of candle making that's right mm -hmm. that too mm -hmm. indiana should get on copywriting yeah. that by the way we're probably going to steal that yeah white what's it called white barn are those, are those made here i have no idea ah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. It's sure. candle talk. Sorry, guys. I used to work for a company. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. And then, so to follow up, so the probably the worst was only um, it was on me, not not on my guest. I interviewed uh, you know Steph of City of the Week. Yeah. Um, so I had this new setup as we have right now. You can't see it, but it's a new setup. Uh, and I forgot to put the phantom power on from my mice. Oh no! So I was like six nothing. minutes into my interview, and I go, Oh no! Oh, <laughs> now luckily she was totally no. cool about it. And she's like, do you want to restart the interview? And I was like, I want to restart this interview, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, which I almost made her late for another interview. So uh, if you interview, uh, if you have another interview, I don't know if you do or not, but I'll make you late for that. I've got an interview with a big old pizza. That's oh, it. Well, well, I'll make you late for that. <laughs> no, we'll eat it together on camera. Okay. Hey, that'll, that's that'll, be the, uh, that'll be the close. First credit. time on Super Cool Radio. Yeah, so scroll through just with some real funky 70s music. We're just well, pulling we the cheese out real far. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. So that would be the first time for Super Cool Radio is yeah. eating pizza. <laughs> All right, so, so we got a little off track. I do one more thing I want to talk about, Boba Flags. What are the future plans after this music fest? Is there gonna be more shows? Is there gonna be more music? Like what 
are the plans for Boba Flex? Yeah. Um, yeah, we're we're doing right now. I know this is you know really new to a lot of people. You know the the announcement of Boba Flex playing these shows and all that. We just announced another one, uh, July twenty third in Columbus, Ohio, which is where we all live. And it I know it seems kind of out of the blue to everybody that was a fan of Boba Flex and you know wasn't really really talking to us on a personal level. But this is what we wanted to do was. You know, when we left and started The Lonely Ones, we wanted it to be a, you know, full-time touring thing. And that was kind of our, you know, releasing singles and going to radio and playing the shows. We wanted both likes to be a studio project that would occasionally, you know, three, four times a year play a concert. And so th- this has really been our plan for a long time. We just had to, we were so busy getting The Lonely Ones off the ground that there wasn't time for it, you okay. know, nine months ago. So, so this is all part of the plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very good. This is how this is, you know, exactly what we wanted to be doing two years ago. Uh, we just weren't able to get it right until now. Well, very cool. I definitely, uh, I was, I, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make the music fest, but uh, I do hope you guys have a great time with Boba Flex and the Lonely Ones. Now, it is interesting. I, I talked to people. And I was like, I'm interviewing the Lonely Ones, and like. And, and, most people I talk to go, who's that? And I go, do you know Boba Flex? Oh, I know Boba Flex. Yeah. I go, okay, it's almost very similar. I, I, every time you hear that, please tell them who the hell we are because it's it's about 50-50 if, yeah. they, if they put two and two together. And I have to go, you have to do the weird, awkward thing where you go, I was, I was in Boba Flex. And then if they don't know, you feel like a douchebag because you're saying it like it's supposed to ring a bell. And I bet there's no win on that. Yeah, I was talking to some guy in Chicago because he asked me what my upcoming interviews were. Mm. And I was like, oh, the Lonely Ones. And, he's like, uh, and I was like, it's Boba Flex. Oh, I used to yep. see them all the time. They toured a lot. And I go, yep. yes, yep. they're still doing that. We're doing it, uh, different band. Yes, yeah, you know, to, to really like to give you the, the, the bare bones of it, it's two separate bands that we now are, we have two different goals with. Yeah. Um, I think it's the best way to put it. I think, I think it's very cool. I think definitely like you got your studio project, but also you got the full-time touring with the Lonely yeah. Ones, which you guys got a bunch of great shows coming up. Yeah, we up. do. Yeah, we do. Uh, so I, I do want to uh, hit on that a little bit because I know you guys were just in Joliet last night. You're in, here in South Bend tonight. Uh, how does it feel like, you know, full-time touring? Like what are uh, some of the cool venues you guys have been to? Oh, man. I'm trying to think. I mean, I, I could list so many and I could list, you know, the obvious ones like, you know, the shop is a the classic venue newport music hall al rosa villa r.i.p in columbus ohio there's you know there's there's a million of them but to give you one that like i think people aren't aware of um there's a place that we still talk about uh called the goss opera house in watertown south dakota that i didn't know you know i didn't know it from a hole in the ground and uh we we got a gig opening for blacktop mojo there and you know they're a band where they're they're at that size where they could be playing small clubs or, you know, huge halls. So you don't even know based on what the band is, what the venue is going to be like. We walk in, it is like the most historical, literally an opera house. And they had all these stories of a woman was burned alive in this room up here. We got to go see that room. And it looked like, it looked like if you were to watch like, uh, just really like any old West, you know, 1880s to like 19, 19- 10s movie they still had it all decorated like that the only thing that was modern was the modern wood floor and the pa so it was literally like walking into a time capsule and playing there damn that sounds really cool really cool it was so awesome and i want to go back i don't know if we're big enough to go back there and play on our own yet but that's one of my goals is to get us back there it was so awesome 
That's a good goal to have. Yeah. That is a definitely a good goal to have. I think you guys got it. Yeah, we're working on it. We're working on it. <laughs> if not, send Bubba Flex. Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> get the Kelly Leak in here. It's a 70s joke for all you kids out there. Uh, a little before my time. Me too. Oh, okay. <laughs> come on, man. I just I saw Bad News Bears as a kid. Uh, I I have not. It's a good movie. You should check it out. I, I, it's on Netflix. I feel like it's on Netflix. Uh, or, I well, know. I know they took off like most of the library. Ke- Kelly Leak <laughs> is the is the badass like kid that has a motorcycle and he's you know he's tougher than everybody else. And they bring him in. He's basically a ringer. Kelly Leak oh, is like a shorthand gotcha. for a, a ringer badass. You bring in. Gotcha. So I'm not from the seventies. I'm not. <laughs> I was probably. I didn't. Right, right I didn't think so, were. but. I was gonna say. I, was gonna say let's, I just want to tell everybody. I was born in the nineties. <laughs> I was well, sort of. If you count ninety-seven. Yeah, that's nineties. I'm older. Than that. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't remember most of them. I remember some of the nineties. I, I recollect the premiere of SpongeBob SquarePants. Nice. Yeah, historic moments in American history. It is. I sometimes quote that to myself. Sometimes yeah, Louis- just- Louisiana Purchase, SpongeBob premiere. Oh yeah, two big moments. Definitely. All right, sorry, getting getting a little off track, but I'm not good at this, bro. I keep taking it all over the place. Hey, that's all right. I'm the host. It's my, it's my job to try to redirect everything. You can try. Where I was gonna go. So uh, now with the you guys in February released a new single, yeah. "The Way Out," which I very much enjoy. Thank you. How? Uh, what's like the writing and recording process for you guys? That so there we don't really have like a, a regular process. It's different every time. Um, that one to give you a real specific example. That was when I was still playing bass in the Lonely Ones, um, and it was uh, it was Marty and Tommy and I were hanging out one day. I'm not admitting Jake for any reason. wasn't didn't happen to be there that day. Um, and uh, we were hanging out. We we were writing something and it wasn't really going well nobody was in love with it and we went over to the bar and i got loaded i'm being honest with you i had i had a few too many off Um, to a great start on the process yeah uh and came back and i started just messing around on the bass and tommy got behind the drums and marty was outside maybe on a phone call or something um ran in and went what is that i said oh it's i was just messing around and that was the way out that was basically the song minus the lyrics and the bridge was just us lubricated in a rehearsal space. <laughs> so uh, you're telling. So a great way to start uh, building a song is to get hammered. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to recommend that, but I will say that any chemical you put into your body is going to rearrange the way your synapses fire. You're going to think differently. And you're going to maybe uh, remove some uh, inhibitions you have when it comes to the creative process. Fair, fair. I'll leave it at that. Very fair. So uh, for you guys, I feel it is a little bit of a different, uh, it's got a little different mood uh, for the way out compared to like some of the other songs, like kind of like Change of Station, yeah. a very like uh, a very charged, hard, hard rocking song. Uh, the cover of Flash was very unexpected. So this one, I think it just got a little bit of a different mood for it. Uh, and for you, what, what are your favorite songs to play live? Oh, ooh. Um, for me, let's see. Like when I was playing bass, it was the way out. Uh, it was real big trouble. Uh, let's change the station. Um, now that oh, I don't like that loud music. No, nope, I don't either. We're now gonna be wrapping this up soon anyway. Now, now that I'm on guitar, I, 
Change Station still one. I love no. Time Bomb, which is a song that's not out yet, but that's a very fun song to play on guitar. It's just kind of all over the place. So uh, real quick, so obviously you made the change from bass to guitar now for performing live. Mm -hmm. Any any big difference for you? Any kind of learning curve? Were you just yeah, like you're just yeah. good at it? You just said I'll do it. I was always a, a pretty good guitar player, um, but as far as the how it interacts with the band, you kind of got to rewrite your brain more than your hands. I can I can play the scales, I can play the licks. You know, I sat down and learned the solos, got them, whatever. It wasn't a huge deal, but it's the mental aspect. Bass fills a very different role in a band than guitar, especially lead guitar does. Yeah. So. You know, I, I had to stop thinking like a bass player. I had to stop listening to the kick drum so much, trying to lock in and get all that. It, it doesn't sound right when you do it quite like that on, on guitar as much. It's, I like to lay back, breathe, kind of think more melodically than rhythmically. I think that's definitely a good way. And that's, you know, obviously the bass is kind of uh, tied to the drums because yeah. obviously it's a rhythm section. With car, guitar, you got a little bit of more freedom yeah. to do some cool stuff and, you know, have a little bit more fun, I think. Yeah. Even though bass, can have, bass players can have fun too. It's all right. I had a lot of fun on bass, but I also have a lot of fun on guitar. Different fun. Like, you know, going to see a movie or it's a roller coaster. It's not the same thing, but they're great. That is a very good way to get a little deep here. I came the, up with that right now. I'm going to have to quote that if mm -hmm. I ever have a newspaper. Mm -hmm. Just like this. Pull it. Gold. <laughs> All right. So as I'm, as I'm wrapping this up, what is your one favorite moment from The Lonely Ones? Ooh, 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 ooh. Um, my favorite moment in The Lonely Ones, and I would say this is probably my favorite moment in my performing career, uh, was back in August of, of this past year. We have a song called Horrible Things. It's not out yet. Um, and it has. we hired a uh, gospel choir to sing on it, right? Now, when I tell you, that's awesome. And it's, uh, the song's yeah. great. I think it's one of the best songs we've ever written, um, recorded and all that. We, we're playing that song on and off live. And we, uh, we hired a gospel choir to come out and perform live on stage with us. And it was like, didn't tell the crowd. They didn't know. They don't even know the song. They, they have no idea what's going on. We just kill the lights. Play this little intro, so you know. So there's this flash. You can see people are moving around on the stage, but you can't tell what's going on. That was intentional. And next thing you know, as soon as it hits, lights up this eight-person choir, and they're just—I mean—they're standing there. They're wearing all black. It was, and I there's video of it on YouTube. You can see it if you look up uh, the Lonely Ones Live Newport Horrible Thing, something like that. I'll drop and a you, link for it in the description. You can see me get physically like excited and like start acting up. It was like a kid that got an N64 or something. It was, I was losing it on stage, had chills going. I'm getting chills now just thinking about it. It was a, it was a borderline religious moment for me. That sounds like an incredible experience. And I, I do like, you know, because rock is very versatile. Mm -hmm. Like I know like the Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, did a song where they included a, a choir. Yeah. I think that was uh, Under the Bridge. Under the Bridge. It's a yeah. Good song. And uh, Alter Bridge played a whole show with a uh, English symphony. Yeah. So like, that's always cool to you know give those a little bit of outside the box yeah. elements and it it works very well when done right. Yeah, I, I, that's something that I'd love to as we grow as a band as budgets expand. Being honest, I'd love to have things like that where every tour or every tour to whatever we come through and play and there's something completely unique that you've never seen before. There's a, a, a battle rapper that I listen to. Um, he said something real, real interesting about it. It's not about like what you're bringing to the table. It's not, it's not just about the quality of the songs or the quality of the rhymes in that case or whatever. There's got to be some hook to it that nobody has ever seen before. 
And that really kind of stuck with me that, uh, you know, you can't just go up there and be really good. It's not good enough. I definitely agree. And honestly, that is the challenge nowadays because you have to think of something or innovate something that hasn't been seen yeah. or done before. And honestly, with the history of music, there is so many great things that have happened. Yeah. So to you know, put the little spin on it, put your own kind of style on it, yeah. it is a challenge. Yeah, it's, it's very difficult. So when we feel like we've really had that moment, really try to run with it and make sure that it's elevated to the highest degree. Exactly, exactly. So now for you, as I wrap up this interview, because again, we're almost out of time. So uh, what are the plans for the Lonely Ones for the rest of this year? It's almost June, so you got about half a year left of this year. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be hitting it all summer. Um, festivals, uh, some support gigs, some headliners. Uh, we got the biggest festival of our career, the two biggest festivals of our career actually. We got the tomorrow we're playing at Brock Fest in Madison, Wisconsin, nice. and we're playing at Blue Ridge Rock Festival uh, in September. I, I don't think I'm supposed to say what day yet. Um, but yeah, we're, we're playing that festival. Uh, and we've got some stuff that, uh, you know, we're going to be putting out more music. Uh, if the stars align and a couple things that we're waiting on, finding out about, come together, we'll probably have a record out later. Um, that depends on a few things, of course. Um, got to make sure that all the ducks are in a row. But we'll definitely be putting out more songs. Probably have one out, you know, mid-late summer. Uh, I don't want to say which one it is yet. But it's a good one. Well, I definitely look forward to it. I've loved all the singles so far. I've been listening to them this whole week. Uh, you know, preparing, also having fun uh, for this interview. So I definitely uh, look forward to everything you guys have in the works. Um, and if anyone's interested, where can they find the Lonely Ones online? Everywhere, anywhere. Uh, social medias, Facebook. I'm talking Instagram. I'm talking Twitter. I'm talking TikTok. Uh, you want to listen to music? You know where you get your music. I ain't need. I ain't need to tell you. If you if you listen to music online, it's there. <laughs> That's right. Make sure to see them live when you can, or see Bubble Flex, or both. Up both. to you. Definitely both. <laughs> but for Jimmy of the Lonely Ones, I'm your host, as always Matthew Thomas. Please check out all the the links in the description. Stream support. Give a like to the Lonely Ones, and remember, stay frosty. Stay frosty, bitch. I can't say it any better. I really can't. Stay. Frosty, you stupid piece of That might I'm be out. a little much. Jimmy's out, which means we got to close out this episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Super Cool Radio. I very much appreciate the support. Here is the latest single by The Lonely Ones. This is The Way Out.
happy.